Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host once again, Rick Strong, president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you again on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Atlanta studio, located in beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett. We're going to stray a little bit from that direction today, and you'll find out that in a minute. While all businesses have security concerns, and not all are about physical security, we'll touch on some security-related aspects as we move through this in the course of each show. Our guest today, as I mentioned, we're going to kind of veer off from talking to a particular business today. We're going to do a human interest story that I think you're going to find very interesting. We're talking today with David Good, and he is with the Dallas, Texas Wheelchair Tennis Club. Uh, it is uh, an awesome thing. Uh, we'll discuss what uh, happened to David and where he, what, you know, where he's at and how it is now here in just a minute. But let's start off, David, with who is David Good? Uh, well, that's a really tough question to answer, you know. <laughs> um, well, uh, I am just a simple guy that uh, currently lives on a farm in East Texas and uh, loves playing tennis. So I have come to a realization that I can't do that uh, against Roger Federer. So <laughs> I figure I can do it against some people in wheelchairs, and uh, that's where I'm at. Well, you know, that... That's really interesting because you know I've seen some of the stuff on you know ESPN where they where they've had some stuff in the wheelchair tennis wheelchair volleyball different things but you know actually talking with someone that participates in it and has come through trials and tribulations of their own to get where they're at it's I think this is going to be an absolutely fantastic subject you know how long, let me ask you let's just kind of lead into a little bit how long were you in the military. Um, so I was in the military for 19 total years. Thank you for your service. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, I joined the Texas National Guard in 1997. I uh, did two years with them. Then I had a, a, my father passed away, and I felt like I had another calling. So I decided to transfer on to active duty Army, and I did 15 years with them. And then I got out and did two more years in the Army Reserves. That's quite a length of service there. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, a lot of your life there. How old are you? I am 39 now. So that was quite a bit of your life there. It was. Well, you know, what? And you mentioned that you were in the Army. Uh, let me ask you this. How long have you actually played tennis? Uh, I've played tennis almost all my life, actually. Um, my family is not necessarily rich by any stretch of the imagination. We're uh, relatively middle class, lower. But uh, we've always just had a passion for tennis. I uh, don't know why or where it came from, but uh, my mother will definitely say it's all her idea. So, <laughs> um, she plays tennis? She does. She does still. She's uh, 71 years old, and she wow. goes out there and plays tennis with me, and she uh, pushes me to be better every day. Yeah, how many times she beat you? Uh, most most of not, them? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say. I'm not gonna no, say. <laughs> believe me, I know how that is. Um, well, explain to me what happened two years ago. Um, so two years ago, uh, I just gotten out of the military, out of the reserves, and uh, I was just driving home. Matter of fact, it was on my birthday. Uh, went out with my sister and uh, some of her friends to a club, 
and I was driving home, uh, riding my motorcycle, driving home at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, probably later than I should have been. But uh, I had a uh, car accident, and uh, my, a lady cut me off and hit me on my motorcycle, and I lost my left foot. And it's like what, up to your mid-calf? Uh, mid yeah, it, I lost it up to um, just, just below my calf. Um, but then when they had to amputate it, it goes a little bit higher than that. But yeah. Well, that, that had to be a traumatic experience. For a, how old were you at that time? That was, I was 30, 37. 30, I just turned 37, yeah. So you're a young man that basically the prime of your life, you got things going in the direction that you want to go, and work in a farm too. Uh, so, you know, and then all of a sudden you lose a limb. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was the toughest. I tell you um, – I've been I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to Iraq, um, and I've, I've seen things and I've done things, but that was the toughest that I've ever had to deal with. Um, waking up the next morning and just the shock of it all, and it truly was a humbling experience to me. Uh, I can't explain it. Uh, I, I, I really can't. I can only tell you what happened, and um, I was. I was lower than low. I mean, I can't, I was just so downtrodden that I was crying in my ho uh, hospital bed, you know, not knowing what was going to come of me. You know, I was, I was so scared and it was like a light switch just turned on. Um, and I was smiling and happy and content with the world. And my nurses were like, <laughs> What just happened? And that, and I, I, I don't know what happened. I can't explain it, but I can just tell you that's what happened. And my the outlook on my life has been completely different from five minutes before that to five minutes after that. It's so you went through, really, I would say it's a normal process that of, you know, pitying it, self, in that what we used to call a pity pot, mm -hmm. and the depression and everything that goes with it, thinking that, you know, well, you know, I can't do anything now. And then all of a sudden, that I look at it as probably a reach down and touch from God. But all of a sudden, you come to this realization. I would guess that it's not over. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't want to say that because, but it, to me, it was. It really was. It was. Um, there's an old poem about footsteps on the sand with um, God and somebody else, mm -hmm. and. Uh, they, they look back and they notice that there's one footprint occasionally and the guy's like why did you leave me and God was like well I didn't leave you I was carrying you and I have no doubt in my mind that that is exactly what happened uh, not only that day but the next two or three months you know I don't think I could I was not physically there truly in, in control I think it was all him carrying me through everything that I was going through at that time well, you know, I, that relationship is very important, especially when people are going through the trials and tribulations that many, many go through. And many people have had the same issue with uh, a loss of a limb. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of them just sit back and don't do anything. But your limitations, we talked about earlier, you're only limited by the limitations that you put on yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds to me like uh, you've pretty well decided that you don't have really any limitations. I don't. I don't. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've been given great uh, support from the uh, VA system to where they have supported me and helped me out in every way that I can imagine. 
Um, I know there's a lot of horror stories out there, but you know what? I have not had one yet. Everything it's fantastic. Yeah, every every experience I've had with them so far has been great. Um, they've been helping me uh, finding the right amp- uh, right sockets to fit my leg into, the right ankles to help walk with, and yeah, there's literally nothing that, I, with their support and my own personal ability, that I have not been able to f- have not hit something that I could not overcome. Well, you mentioned to me that you're actually working the farm now. I am. I am. We have a family farm that's uh, about 13 acres out in East Texas, and we're I'm out there uh, cutting grass, tre- uh, felling trees, um, cutting brush down, burning, and everything else that you can think of. Yeah. Well, that's amazing because that just – and I guess you live with your mother right now. Yeah, we have two houses on uh-huh. the farm. I don't live with Well, her. right. But you, you all live <laughs> but, on uh, the farm. We live on the farm together. It's uh, her and me, and uh, she works as much as she can, but – uh, like I said, she was 71 she's years 71 old. 71 years old, and between tennis and that farm, she works all the time. So, uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I know that, you know, you're you're here for an event in Atlanta. Yes. Uh, what Could you tell us a little bit about that event? Absolutely. Uh, it is the American Wheelchair Tennis Championships here in Atlanta. Um, and to be honest, it is down in Lucas Grove. I don't know if y'all. Locust Grove. Locust. Okay. Yeah, that's I apologize. Fine. I totally uh, get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how y'all feel about y'all suburbs, but I know in Dallas we like to definitely differentiate between that's Grapevine and that's Irving and that's oh, everything else. They're, so, they're that here. They're that here. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> so it's down in uh, Lucas Grove. Locust. 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 Locust Grove. Like and, the grasshoppers. Uh, like the grasshopper. Okay. And uh, it's it starts tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and it's going to go until Sunday afternoon, probably about uh, 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Wow. Are you ranked in the wheelchair stuff? Do they have rankings? They do have rankings, just like the professionals. Um, and we have professionals, too, uh, also. But uh, I am in uh, what we call letter divisions, uh-huh. which is the amateurs. Um, and it's A's, B's, C's. Uh, I think there's a D and a novice also. Um, I am in the C division right now, and I am currently ranked number one in the nation. That's fantastic. That just goes to prove that... You know, like I say, limitations are only what you believe in. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Well, how did you find out about wheelchair tennis? <laughs> now, that is a funny story in itself. Um, I was uh, at a uh, uh, amputee expo um, for sports, sports expo for amputees. Um, and I saw a uh, demo for tennis there, and I was really intrigued by it. Um, or when they told me the tennis was going to be there. I was really intrigued by it but then when i saw it it looked like it was just for little kids and it was don't get me wrong but it was just a little demo for inside things mm-hmm. like that so i was very turned off by it um but i was intrigued by uh, hand cycling because i see a lot of people doing marathons and things like that with um uh, wheelchairs and, and things so i was like i can do that so i was out one saturday doing hand cycling and I was like, this is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> build your arms up on it. It, it, it builds a lot of stuff. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And another guy there, he was like, well, we're about to go play tennis right now afterwards in a park, you know, a mile or two down the road. He said, you want to come check it out? And I was like, well, I saw it at this expo, and that looked like little kid stuff. He's like, that was. We have a real, we have an adult. We have the real dude. We have the real here. thing down here. I was like, okay. So I went and looked at it, and I was – I was hooked right then and there. I was like, this is it. Um, yes. 
Um, they lent me a chair that I'm still using today, and I'm yeah, just been playing ever since. Well, do you use the same rackets, the same yeah, everything, equipment? Everything, everything's the same. Everything is exactly the same as normal stand-up tennis. The only difference is that you get two bounces in the, in the wheelchair. That's it. That seems pretty fair. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I bet it's hard to rush the net. It is. It, well, it's definitely hard to rush it, then get back. Yeah. And then get back. Yeah, you had to. <laughs> you got to be. You got to be some kind of maneuverability there. You do. Well, and you mentioned it was in Locust Grove. Yes. And do you, do you know have an address in Locust Grove just in case anybody would like to check this thing out? And Absolutely. Watch it? Absolutely. It's um, well, I say that I'm checking just to make sure, uh, but it is at the uh, Henry, the Henry County Parks and Rec. Uh, but I don't know if that's the address or not. So I'm going to have to get back to you on that one okay. before we finish this. All right. Well, and, you know, people around here, they know about Henry County Parks and Recs and all that. So, you know, they can get they can take a look and Google Henry County and, and they can probably Google the, uh, you know, wheelchair tennis championships or whatever and actually come up with it. But they're in Locust Grove. They can find where this is going to be played. Contact Locust Grove. Uh, parks and recs and ask them it might be some very interesting stuff for people to look at it will be i mean you'll have fun no matter what if you come out uh, it's free of charge to come out and watch us play um you will have fun everybody there is extremely nice i've not met a, a not nice person yet um while playing this and that is the players and the people that are supporting it everybody's just been amazing um but just to be specific um, we are playing at the Richard Craig Park at 825 South Zach Hinton Parkway okay. in McDonough. McDonough. Yeah, in McDonough. That's right close, yeah. Okay. Uh, I know exactly where McDonough is. Um, and, you know, and I think it's something that, w you know, people could find an interest in to, to see young people, old people, whatever, that, you know, take on these challenges, overcome them, deal with them. And actually say, you know, like I said, there's there's more to life than just sitting around doing nothing and feeling sorry for yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we uh, when I went to that sports expo, for example, it was just summertime sports, but there was everything there. I mean, if you could think of a sport that you like to do standing up beforehand, they have an adaptive sporting event for that, and it goes into professional leagues. Um, I, found, I just found out about a football league in wheelchairs, yeah, and uh, softball as well that I had no idea about, but they're out there and they travel around the country and around the world to play in tournaments. Well, one of the things that you and I talked about before the show was uh, going out and speaking to people of your experience, what you had to what you had to deal with, you know, the type of person you were before, what you had to go through, what you had to deal with, how you've dealt with it, adapted to it, and then move forward and where you're at now. And this is something that I think is a really good story for people to hear, especially those young people and and people that are older too, but especially those young people that may have been active in sports or you know something similar to a sport but you know still just active and then all of a sudden through a motorcycle wreck or a car accident or whatever they've lost a limb and you know to know that they're i guess the best way to say it is there is life after amputation 
Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit, but yes, the there is there is a whole world for you know amputees or uh, people with disabilities out there. I mean, uh, here in I'll be honest, in here in America, it's a little bit less known, but in the, r- the rest of the world, it's 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 big deal. Um, they they very much cater to and provide for um, people with disabilities all over the world. And in America, we're falling a little bit behind. We're working on it, but we are working on it, and it is coming along great. I mean, like I said, there are so many uh, avenues and availability for people that if you, all you want is knowledge. And they're out there, and if you want to talk to people, there there are people out there that will talk to you and help you and help you uh, move past whatever block that you have that to get you to the where you need to be. Um, absolutely, I have actually matter of fact, I have a a, uh, a friend that uh, I went to high school with that I found out last year or the year before last was in a car accident. And he's now paralyzed, um, and his ex-wife contacted me on Facebook and said, "Hey." Can you reach out to him and can you, uh, you know, talk to him a little bit? And, and I have a little bit, but uh, we weren't the greatest of friends. We knew each other and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's helping him a small bit, but, you know, anything can help anyone. You never, you, know. never, you never know when that one thing that you may say may click. Exactly. And, you know, and help someone out. Yes. Uh, that little bit of motivation they need to know that it's okay. Right, yes. And, you know, and, and I think that's important. And I hope that through this format that we're in here right now, that through my social media, the people that listen to this, uh, Business Radio X, your social media, we'll be posting this on yours, and my daughter out in Texas that put us together, that uh, I know Melinda is extremely active on social media. So yes, she is. <laughs> so she'll, I know she'll be putting it out, and maybe it'll spiral out there, and I would like to I'd like to hope that somebody would like to reach out to you, and we'll, we'll get all your information later, but reach out to you and see if you could come and talk to some people. So prepare your talks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to talk a lot. So uh, once, once I start rolling, there ain't, there's not much stopping me. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to reach out, I'll be more than happy to talk to and help them as much as I can. Um, I'm, not, I'm not an expert by any stretch of imagination, but uh, I do know a couple of people that say that they are, so uh well there you go i can always push them in the right direction and i think that's what a lot of people just need you know just a little bit of um encouragement and just a little little push well i think i think just knowing like i said that you don't have to sit around it is not over there are the limitations are your own yes and knowing that other people go through this it's just how you react god gives us the ability to choose is really the only thing that he gives us the ability to do is to make the choice of how we react to what other people do, say, what happens to us. And in the case of uh, uh, an amputee like yourself, mm-hmm. you have a choice to make. Do I sit down and stay in the pity pot? Mm-hmm. Or do I say, the heck with this, I'm not going to be stopped, I'm moving forward, I'm going to have a life. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that uh, I see that have amputations that are maybe a little bit older you know they and they feel like they, they're stuck in these wheelchairs and you know they really aren't um i mean i don't know all of it but i know that the the technology has came by leaps and bounds between you know pre-2000s to now for amputees and uh, prosthetic legs and things like that to where 
if you want to get on your two feet and walk, there's an there is there is an ability to do that. There's the technology out there that can help you do that. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think it's important that people know that it's worth trying. Yes. Uh, you know, that's we can all we can do when we try stuff is fail. And all failure is is let me see how I do it a different way. Right. Absolutely. And you know, working through failure is just like in a business. You know, people fail in business all the time. You know, I've had a lot of tough times in my business going through here. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of okay, that didn't work. So let's back up, think it through, take a different direction, a different way of doing it, mm-hmm. move forward, and wow, something's bound to work. Absolutely. It's all about keeping trying. Don't let it get you down. Don't let it beat you down. Keep trying. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, when you look at how your life is currently going with the tennis and all that, how would you say your life is currently going? How would you describe it? Well, as opposed to now, as opposed to beforehand, uh, it is definitely not on the same track as I was planning on going. Um, before the accident, I was in school um, going to get my helicopter's private license um, in, uh, in college there in Dallas, and uh, I'm not doing that now. It's still a goal of mine, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, my mindset has really changed from uh, and it's, it's don't sound weird, but I was very center focused then, mm-hmm. and now I I take care of myself, yes, but I am so much looking forward to the experiences I have with other people more than I more than I ever have before because I don't take things for granted anymore. I I am so grateful to be able to see my mom every day, to see my brothers and sisters, to interact with people at church to go out to communities and play tennis and meet all these interesting and new people to where it's it's growing me as a person and i'm very grateful for that but i'm not you know i'm just like what's it what's it what can i do for myself it's not it's it's me going out there and helping other people which in turn helps myself but what i'm looking for is those personal and interpersonal relationships that i'm building now with all these other people that it's it's just amazing well, I think I think that's true with most people that have really tried to look at putting stuff into giving, as they say, giving back to society, giving back to the to your neighborhood. Those that stuff comes back tenfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't do it for what you expect to get. It's just what you get comes from because you have an open heart and an open mind, and you're willing to help. And it just it just pays for itself. Absolutely, yeah. And it's important, I think, to get that focus off yourself and focus on helping others. Right. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too now. Yes. Well, you know, we mentioned that that. I'm sorry, but when did you? Now it's coming up Friday and Saturday on this tennis match, right? Yes, uh, tomorrow and Saturday. Right. Yeah. Well, tomorrow and Saturday. Okay. Right. This is already. This is already that time of the year. It is. <laughs> but. Um, uh, what we what we need to do is take a look. I think overall, is, are there international plays and stuff and tennis matches and stuff yeah, like that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, for the professionals, um, they're actually ranked by the international committee um, and not the U.S. Tennis Association. So they they are ranked by, and I don't know the acronym specific or what the acronym stands for but itf which i think is international tennis federation i think that's what it stands for yeah close Um, enough 
right. <laughs> works for me. <laughs> um, but uh, they they are the ones that run all the professionals um, uh, players, and they have tournaments all over the world um, all year long. Um, and then we have ten- tournaments here in uh, the United States as well. Um, two no, three weeks ago I do believe it was we played a huge international uh, competition in Baton Rouge where we had the professionals come out and the letter players played together at the same time. And it is amazing to see some of the international players playing um, the sport that you love and thinking that you could possibly get to that level of play. And it's just simply amazing because some of those guys are really Really good. good. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that – yeah, just – looking at it and thinking about it and the ability for people to get out there and overcome these these obstacles i guess the best way to put it that you know and get out there and do something like this it amazes me because mm-hmm. um, I, I look at it by the grace of god i you know i don't have those disabilities but that doesn't mean that tomorrow that i couldn't right you know, I, I drive a car a lot mm-hmm. i'm always out there i'm always going uh, you just never know when something like that could it could happen to you, and and to me it's important to hear stories like yours, where you were active, you were very active, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you hit this brick wall, but you plowed on through the brick wall, right, and came out the other side. Yes, and I mean that's what other people need to hear. Right. Yeah. I mean you can't get other than professional athletes or college athletes, but at my age. I was 37, you know, unless you're a professional athlete, um, you don't, you can't get much more active than what I was being literally the month beforehand was my last month in the uh, army and the army reserves. So everything that we do in the army, you know, continued over, it was, you know, running and exercising and all this other things. And, you know, just one day, yeah, you're running and having fun and not caring the world. And all of a sudden, the next day, wait a second, now I don't have a leg. Yeah, it's 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 a big shocker for anybody. And, uh, yeah, but uh, like you said, that wall was there, but uh, I wasn't going to let it stop, stop me. So, yeah, I broke through it, climbed over it, dug a hole underneath it, ran around it, whatever I had to do to, to find out uh, what I need to do in my for the rest of my life because my life didn't end that day. Yeah, no, I mean, your life goes on. Life it's how, goes you on. Know, how your life is, the quality of it is – by choice right that's, that's what you choose to do absolutely i know just a a little story that I, I try to play in golf tournaments around for you know charity golf tournaments and stuff mm-hmm. and we were playing in one last year and a young man was out there and he was a young man and he was out there with an artificial leg a prosthesis and i'm thinking you know we we may need some help here you know that's the we, you know, I'm looking at the guy that's with me, and neither one of us are very good golfers. Right. <laughs> and we're thinking, I hope this isn't something that you and I are expected to carry this golf tournament. That kid got out there, and when he hit the ball off the drive, off mm-hmm. the tee, I told, I got to a point where I told him, let me tell you something. If I could hit a ball like that mm-hmm. and play golf like that, I'd talk to the doctor about taking one of my legs. <laughs> <laughs> the young man was awesome. Yeah. And that gave me a whole new appreciation 
for the determination that a young person or an older person can get when they run through these difficulties. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, the uh, my my knowledge beforehand and my knowledge afterhand of all the all the sports and people was n- uh, night and day, obviously. Um, but I had no idea that all these things were available beforehand. But now that I'm in it and I see the strength and the courage that all these people show every day that uh, it, it's just simply amazing. I played in a tournament, matter of fact, uh, in Arizona at the beginning of the year, and uh, the University of Alabama sent out a team of players in wheelchairs for tennis, and I was like, I didn't even know that that was a, 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 a option. And uh, they're like, yeah, they, a few schools around the country have their own uh, wheelchair tennis turn, um, teams, in in their schools and i was like that is well, you so might know alabama would yeah i never you know, <laughs> we'll have to talk to we'll have to talk to the georgia bulldogs see if they have something there you go if not <laughs> we need to talk to them um well david it's been fantastic talking to you absolutely and yes I it's love very it. inspirational to me i don't know about anybody else but i have loved the conversation uh i love seeing where you're at um what you've been through here and that i hope that somebody along the way We'll give you a call, uh, an email, or something, which all that's going to be out there. And, you know, get you to come talk to them. I I hope you can find the time to do that because I think it's a good message that a lot of people need to hear, especially young people that have had the issues. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, uh, it it is encouraging to hear someone that has gone through it and uh, hear what they have to say, and, and I'm more than happy to talk to anyone at any time and uh if somebody needs to i can always find the time i can always find the time well why don't you give uh some our listeners here uh an, an email address okay sure thing. and uh maybe a phone number All if right. you have one that they can call and talk to you and maybe have their kids call and talk to you or their older kids or the adults or whoever wants to talk to you absolutely absolutely my email address is d g o o D-E-3-1-C, as in cat, at yahoo.com. You can reach me there all the time. And then my phone number is 903. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who calls themselves? Uh, let's see. Uh, 903-941-3386 there is you my go. Uh, cell Repeat phone Repeat that number. one more time. 903-941-3386. All right. Well, I hope that everybody listens to this. There will be uh, information here to follow up. And what we'll do is we'll put this out on our social medias. Absolutely. And get your information out there. Okay. And I hope that uh, – I wish you the best of luck. All right. You know, go out there and kill that ball. I'm going to try. <laughs> and uh, we'll have to be – I'll have to keep monitoring you and checking up. I'm sure Melinda's going to let me know everything I need to know. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate it very much, David. So thank you again for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com and clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and of course, clicking on Case in Point. Next week, join us at 1130, when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses. We'll see if we can get back on that topic and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, David Good. Thank you. That's G-O-O-D as in Delta E. 
And for producers Mike and Trey, and I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. 